are back. Another episode of Talking Maiden. The podcast of the beast. Of the beast. A live episode. Another live. Well, well a pre-recorded episode about a live about album. A live that album. was pre-recorded when it was live. <laughs> uh, how yeah. you doing? Good. This yeah. is our third live album. Third live album. We had some requests to do more live albums. So yeah. Here I, it is. I was thinking it was our second. No, we did was, Death on the yeah, Road. Yeah, I forgot. Live after death. It's all a blur now, Nesbitt. I know. A, I know. I totally can't remember anything. A craft beer blur. <laughs> I know. I know. It's funny because you get people catching up on it and they're like, in episode 30, you said this. And I'm like, what? I know. It's like, I can't remember. Can't remember. What, ha- what happened? That was so long ago. I think back to it and I, I pictured like this gray short film. Nesbitt said something. I went, wow. And I spilled my thing and my bowler cap went off. I'm sure you could put a good compilation together of me like. Yeah. Contradicting myself over and over again. Yeah. <laughs> Who cares? That's fun. <laughs> Whatever. Beer for today. Yes. This is a good one. Yeah. And, uh, Interesting one. Yeah. Another kitty vitty one. Yeah. Imperial Bake Apple Goes. Is that a goes? What do you call it's that? Like a, yeah, goes. Yeah. I, I always feel like I'm pronouncing it wrong. We've had a lot of these, but... Uh, yeah. Bog and Barons from Kitty Vitty. Should we hit it? Yeah, do it up. Do not spend your time worrying about those... Wasted beers. The bake apple berry, or as people in Scandinavia call it, the cloudberry. Oh, jumpins. I mostly poured you. Wait, now don't sip that yet. We're going to throw this back. I wasn't even paying attention. That's all right. It smells good. It does smell good. A little sour smell. Mm. Oh. oh, that's really good. That's lovely. It's delicious. Mm. Really sour. On the back, it says, delicious with moose roast. Really? Yeah. So it's very Newfoundland. Yeah. This yeah. beer is really good. So, so Rock and Rio. Yeah. Bake apples. <laughs> the other side of the planet from, from Brazil. Right. Rock and Rio. January 19th, 2001. 2001. Recorded. So Rock and Rio is a is like a, a festival, right? That yep. Maiden have played at a bunch of And Maiden of times. have played at it, yeah. So mm. uh, Rio de Janeiro, Brazil. Brave New World Tour. Yeah. So this is the like the last show of the Brave New World tour where they did eighty one shows, June second two thousand to, well the show January nineteenth two thousand one. Yeah, two hundred and fifty thousand people in the audience. Two hundred and fifty thousand. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. Yeah. And when you watch the DVD, it's like it's crazy when you see how big the crowd it's is. It's insane. It's one of their largest shows, right? Yeah, yeah. I think they played. 300,000 at the earlier Rock and Rio. Yeah, the 85 or something yeah. like that, mid-80s, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that was the biggest one they've ever done. Yep. Yeah, 300,000. And it's a, it's a pretty cool album, and it's a pretty cool DVD. So yeah. this is, like, I think this and Live After Death are the two, like, concert videos to start with. Yeah. If you're looking to get a document of the later Maiden and the earlier Maiden. Mm. But this one's, like, amazing. The energy in the crowd... Is there a first to the barrier competition? <laughs> Just imagine people <laughs> dying, right? Two hundred thousand people go. Well, it's running. funny when the video starts. There's like uh, clips of them, like when they open the venue, and people like in maiden shorts, like sprinting to the front. Yeah, it's no way. Crazy. Yeah. Yeah, because but it's a. Are they the only? The Rock and Rio set itself. They're not the only performer. No, so no. I think that must have been from earlier in the day. Yeah, they were the main act. It was Queens of the Stone Age, Sepultura, Rob Halford, and then Iron Maiden. Oh, okay. And the night before was NSYNC and Britney Spears. <laughs> oh, man. I so this is like those. the metal night, yeah. Yeah, we'll record We'll record those. Uh, we'll cover <laughs> that live show later. That would be the worst thing if it happened like Maiden in a, in a festival. There'd be all these people that would show up, go to Maiden, and then leave. 
Oh yeah, you know, they played like, early. <laughs> especially if they, yeah. I mean, well, apparently though, a lot of the problem at Ozfest is a mm. lot of Maiden fans left after Maiden before yeah. like Ozzy even came on. Nice. That's where a lot of the bad blood came from, I think. Nice, <laughs> nice. That and Bruce kind of like trash talked Ozzy's reality show while he was on stage. Yeah, yeah. we covered that years ago. <laughs> it seems like a long time ago. Yeah, we got a bit of email recently about it, but we won't go. Oh into yeah, that we did. Now. We'll get into that. Yeah, another, another time. time. Um. Really cool concert video. Dean Kerr directed yeah. it. He's the guy that did the Wicker Man video. That's right. Like the energy from the concert is awesome. So it was edited. Originally, it was being edited by, I'm not sure who, but Steve Harris saw like an early edit of it mm. and was like not. He said he was like horrified by it. <laughs> so it, Steve Harris actually ended up editing this whole concert video. Yeah, why didn't you like it? What was it? Um, the weird there was all these weird like artistic shots and stuff. I yeah. don't know the details, but they there was one where they took like a blurry shot of like the lighting and it was a lot of like weird artistic shots. Yeah, and Steve Harris just wants you to capture the concert and the energy, right? Yeah. So he did it himself. So there was a little bit of a delay. Uh, but yeah, Steve Harris, yeah. edited by Steve Harris, edited by Steve Harris. Yeah. Now, Dean Kerr is well known. We'll bring him up a little later. Yes. Um, we got a we got a story to tell about him and. We oh, might have right. him on the podcast in the future, but we'll get into that a little yep. later. Yeah, you've been. Yeah, uh, well, I've been back and forth with him. He's yep. he's on the road. He's really busy, but he's gonna. Yeah, we've had a good conversation. He's gonna he's gonna get on when he gets a chance, and and he's got a cool story. He's he does have us. a cool story. Yeah, we might we might preview it. <laughs> so Brave New World yeah. tour, they do six songs from Brave New World, two Blade era songs, and nothing from Somewhere in Time or No Prayer. Yeah, but uh, it's a really good set list. I think it's, it's an, an awesome, awesome set, set list. list. Yeah. yeah. I think this is kind of what got a lot of people right back into Maiden, who had kind of stopped paying attention a little bit during like the no Adrian phase. Mm. That mm. people, I think, no prayer, fear of the dark, yep. X Factor, virtual eleven. They kind of maybe got a little bit out of Maiden. That's right. And for some people I know, at least, this will get them right back into it. It was like the reunion, Brave New World album, but then this live video and this live album. That's right. Really. Yeah, and the, it was sucked the, people back in. Yeah, it was like Maiden's back. Yeah, and the the album, the 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 tour, the li- the live disc, the the Blu-ray, but the um, it was only a was DVD. It, it was a DVD. Yeah, yeah it was a Blu-ray. I'm like 2001. Yeah. There was no Blu-rays. <laughs> you're you're showing yourself, Josh. Yeah. Uh, but it wasn't Bruce's first tour, right? He toured. He joined. He did. Was it, he that did a Hunter tour, right? Yeah, he did a yeah. tour before this. Yeah. Yeah, and so he had done a little bit with him before this tour, but he anyway, before this the is album right at out. the end of the yep. tour. And this is the last yeah. of the. But I agree. This tour. is the the return of the. The original, including Adrian. Right. Yeah. The new and improved three guitar maiden. Mm, yeah. Nice. Three, the triple axe attack. Yeah, which is interesting. I never thought about it from, well, I, you know, I, I, the Adrian return is always the way I look at this album, but I never thought when I looked at, when I was when I was listening to this, I never thought to think on all the classics, was Adrian back in his normal solo role or anything like that? Yeah, this is the first time you actually look at see that. the three guitarists. Yeah. Live, oh, right? it is, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I guess the Wicker Man video and stuff like that. But I mean, yeah. as far as like a live concert video. Ooh, yeah. good point. So, the, Triple uh... X Attack. <laughs> the birth of the Triple X Attack, Rock and Rio. So it was filmed in, in Rio de Janeiro, Brazil. They also filmed some footage at some South American shows. I think it was Argentina and I know it was Chile and I think maybe Argentina, but Chile okay. for sure. Yeah. So sometimes some of the footage in this video is actually from those other concerts. There's a bunch of shots where some of the guitarists have like cameras mounted on their guitars. Yeah. And that's all not from this Rio de Janeiro show. That's from a previous show. But they're really quick cuts that they just kind of throw in to make the okay. cuts kind of more interesting. If you see 
a, a like a shot where there's a camera on a guitar, mm. but then they cut to it and you don't see the camera on the guitar. That's yeah. why because they're from like they did a bit of like other interesting footage that they could splice into this to uh, just to know. round it. Out. You'll yeah. also need a backup concert anyway, just in case there's a hiccup or something goes wrong. Or yeah, but I don't think those other ones are actually filmed like this oh, one was. Okay. This one's filmed like Rock and Rio was filmed with 18 cameras. It was like a big production. Yeah. I think the other two, they just did some little shots here and there to splice in. Yeah. yeah. And unless they were huge outdoor shows, they like go from 250,000 down yeah. to like a small club. Yeah. Well, I think they were big outside shows. Yeah. One of them you can watch on YouTube, the Argentina show. Mm. Um, like when we see Maiden, what's the kind of size of the show? Like we've seen them, what's the biggest, 30,000 people? Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah. Say yeah. 15, 30,000, that kind of thing. Yeah. 250. Whole different world. Yeah, 250 is like a wholly, totally different thing. Mm. And when you watch the the show, it really it really comes through, like how big yeah. that crowd is. So we probably should get just get into it. We've been yeah. talking about this for a while. So the DVD opens with these shots, these helicopter shots of Rio, and then shots of the venue. Um, and it shows like the scope of the show, like how massive it is. Mm-hmm. And it shows like fans, I talked about the fans running in through the gates. Yeah. Then you get some shots from like inside the helicopter of the band yeah. on the way to the venue and some backstage shots. They seem like they're in such a good mood. Yeah. They're like having the best time ever. Everyone seems like they're in the best mood. Yeah. Um, nobody seems nervous. They just seem kind of excited. They're goofing around. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's really Even funny. Yannick's like, how did I survive this? Yeah. He's bouncing around. He's like, I'm still in the band. Let's do this. Let's do this. And then it cuts to the intro music, shots of the stage and the crowd. Yeah. You see the Brave New World Eddie in the clouds as like the backdrop dark blue lights and then boom the yeah, intro boom. music comes on yeah and right they into go. the first track start firing yeah that that intro music um this arthur's farewell yeah i don't know where that came from yeah it's just a classical piece i guess yeah it's i love it up. Yeah, I, as soon as it I heard fits that, really I was well. like, "Yeah, this is deadly." Yeah, yeah. and and you're so sick of the Churchills. Like in some ways, you know, oh, it's yeah. so great. But yeah. In other ways, I'm. When I heard this, I was like, "It's great." So it's they've used music like that for mm. a bunch of different tours. Yeah. Um, I know during the Somewhere in Time tour, mm. they used classical music and a yeah. few different tours, and also the Virtual Eleven and or they used like classical music. Yeah. So it, it's you know it's not a strange thing for them to do that it's almost got like a build-up to a lightsaber battle or something yeah you know, it's well like it's a very uh builds up the big epic yeah thing they're about to see yeah yeah no i love it and then the they go straight into track number one wicker man the wicker man amazing yeah. opener i know that's I cool think, i think this is for me the best opener you can have on a tour yeah it's great there's nothing well better. aces high is great too no it's not as good i like wicker man better i like that adrian comes out opener. on the stage and yeah. he just starts playing that opening riff. Yeah. Just him with Nico drumming in the back. Yeah. And then everyone, when it's about to kick in, everyone runs out. Yeah. It's really cool. Like, when you hear this intro, what a way to pump you up for a Maiden show. Yeah, it's like Nico's, like, thunder there. I just thought it's like, dum, dum, dum. Dum. it's like so crazy. It's such a cool riff. Oh, man. It's awesome. And Bruce sounds a little bit rough for a little bit. Mm. By the time the first chorus comes, like he's, you know, I think he comes down and he just hits his groove and he sounds awesome for the whole show. And he's firing all yep. cylinders, even though he's at the end of a tour. It's classic yes, Bruce. I know. He's always ready. Yep. 
you get a glimpse of Nico's like drums with the yeah. newest that new Brave New World Eddie on the bass drum. Yeah. It's yeah, it's just cool. You see this and like I can't imagine seeing this live, I would lose my mind. Yeah, we've been talking we haven't done this album yet. Nope. So we don't want to do much spoilers on That's tracks. True. But we we did talk about I think I picked this as one of my favorite tracks previously. I think I picked it as my favorite opener. Yeah. We also talked about yeah. the solo and our top solos. Yeah, it's an Adrian, it's made for Adrian, it's Adrian's yep. song. And this is and the first thing they wrote when they got back together. Exactly, yep. and it's Adrian's return. I love yep. this song, I think it's perfect. It's one of my favorite Maiden songs. And it's one of those that the more I talk about this, the more I, I just think Wicker Man's probably, it, it could, I could, on the right day, argue it's my favorite. Yeah, on the right day, I could argue mm, that too. Yeah. It's such a great song. Yeah. And listen to the solo, this is awesome. I know Adrian Rice. Like a welcome back. A, you yeah. know, I would say that the drums are, are a little little more dominant there than I'd like in his solo, but that's that's pretty awesome. Yeah, you it's know. pretty awesome. You can see right from the first yeah. track of this album that Maiden are back and they're better than ever. They're better than ever. You know what? Your time will come. I'm playing that that Nesbit. If I pass off early, that's being played at my funeral. Oh yeah, <laughs> I want everyone else <laughs> to know. Awesome. <laughs> you know what? You're gonna be here soon. It's funny. Another funny thing on the DVD, you can't see yeah. this, but the live TV broadcast that they did of the concert, yeah, it's on that. But they cut it out. Of the, they edited it out of the DVD. During the song, during the solo, Bruce runs up on the riser next to the drum riser, the like yeah. elevated part of the stage. Yeah, and he has this like freak out at the camera. There's like a camera there that's pointed at Nico, hmm. and he just starts like ripping the cables out, and he rips the camera, and he like throws it in like this fit of rage. Was he actually mad or just having fun? I don't know, but he ripped one of the cameras off. I think it was in his way when he was trying to get up there, and he just, like, oh, wow. ripped it through it. So apparently I read online that that's why after this song there's not a lot of shots of Nico. Because wow. his camera was, like, destroyed during the first, oh, the first song. Bruce was pissed it was in his way. Yeah. Yeah, because he never went out. Yeah, And you can kind of – I watched the DVD, too, and if you watch the DVD yeah. – when the solo is going on, if you look in the background, you can kind of see Bruce like ripping at stuff, but they wow. don't—they don't really show it. You figured he would have. Well, you don't want to get much of a break, but I mean, he could have went over to one side and said, <laughs> get over there and rip that out or shut it off because you never know if you're doing a live special. There's how a lot of pressure, right? Yeah, I think he yeah. probably was just like, get this out of my way, rip, tear, and through it, and I was like, I'm gonna yeah. deal with this. Yeah, I know. And then and then the other ones are looking at each other going, did we make a mistake here? <laughs> <laughs> Blaze is in the audience. I'm ready to go. I'm ready to go. So then they get into the next track, which is one I wish they would bring back, Ghost of the Navigator. Mm. So they do Brave New World track, Brave New World track. Yep. So new album, 
Starting off with two new songs. Yes. Two fantastic cool. songs yep. back to back. I'm sad that's the only Wickerman clip. Maybe we should play the whole track. No, we'll <laughs> leave it. Yeah, Ghost and Navigator's awesome. Yeah, Yannick awesome. plays the intro. Yep. And Bruce does this like intro, and Nico's yelling out in the background. Yep. And you can hear that they're just kind of like joking around, having a good time. All these lineup changes and stuff, and now they're back together. And it's just cool to see how they're like, what great moods they're in. They're in like a really good place. When this intro gets played, like you realize these South American fans will like sing along to any guitar melody. You've been navigating on the seas of life. You may make this character. <laughs> the ghost of the navigator. I love the song live. The three <laughs> guitars, it's awesome. Yeah. Like you hear that intro, everyone's singing along. This is one of those songs on this DVD too where when you're watching it, the like the power of that many people in the audience, yeah. when they start singing along, it just like really comes through. It really comes through. Some yeah. classic Bruce crowd maintenance in that clip. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> totally can't... underrated song for me yeah. too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. big time. Yannick input on this. I think Yannick and, and Bruce had a writing credit. Yep. Yeah. Um, with Harris. And... Yeah, I can't wait to tie to cover this album because I want to. I got some ideas on on where these tracks came from, and uh, you know where they in the past. But uh, we'll get to that later. But you can, yeah, this is awesome. Another yeah. great contribution from Yannick. Yeah. Oh yeah, mm. it's a great Yannick song, and Bruce sounds amazing on this song too. going <laughs> that is awesome man oh i, I love know. that track it's such a great song oh i'd love yeah. to see that live there's a cool clip in there too it's one of those clips where they have the camera mounted on yannick's guitar yeah 
I think that's from like those Chilean, the Chilean show. Mm. There's a cool part where Yannick does this like slow motion kick at the camera. Oh, I yeah. just think it's really cool. <laughs> yeah. I figured they had it on his guitar. It'd just be nothing but whirling photos. <laughs> yeah. They should put it on his Converse, like a GoPro facing up. <laughs> yeah. You can see him dancing around. He prances around. Dancing and prancing. It's cool. And Yannick nails the solo. You get a cool, cool shots of Dave and Yannick when they're both down on one knee each. Yeah. Back to back. Yeah. And they're rocking out. And then uh, uh, Yannick looks at and winks at Dave. And I was like, that's a cool moment. Yeah. Like the, They look like they're having so much fun, this whole DVD. It's crazy. Yeah, it is. It is awesome. Yeah. And now it's it's basically well, it is twenty years since they started as as that kind of core group. Of course, you know, yeah, yeah. Is, is later, and you know, even Nico and Bruce were a couple of years after. But it's twenty years later. They're about forty, early forties. They survived the nineties. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, they got yeah. through it, and uh, you know, they're all back together. It's a lot of fun. It's pretty cool too. Like. I, I always say how I love when all the guys in Maiden, all the four guitarists, the bass guitarists and the three guitarists, when they line yeah. up on stage yeah. next to each other. But this is another one where, like, they're down on one knee with the other leg stuck out back to back. Yeah. And Bruce even comes up behind them and, like, messes their hair up. Yeah. <laughs> and they're all just laughing and stuff. It's pretty cool. That's they awesome. look like they're having a lot of fun. Yeah. The Blaze area, everyone seems so serious. You know what I mean? Yeah. It was the time. Yeah. It was the time. I um, when you look at this, right, this is, like, what, 2001? You do actually do the the timeline. It's almost like we think like, oh, they got back together, and it's just you know, it's new. It's like halfway almost between like Iron Maiden and now. Oh yeah, I know. You it's know? weird. It's crazy. I it that way. I know. Yeah, it is halfway. Yeah, it's yeah, almost, well, almost. You know, in a year or two. So next track they do, Brave New World. Mm. So they get a new album. They go on the tour. Bang, bang, bang. They open up with three songs off the new album. Yeah. Which is great. I think that's awesome. That's awesome. It's such a good album. It's also gutsy at a festival. That's true. Because, you know, you don't want to lose people, but not like you're going to lose them. South American fans, I think, know every single Maiden song on the new album. So I don't think you have to worry about them, like, going for a beer during. Yeah. (laughs) Good luck getting a beer through that crowd. (laughs) They might definitely be the most uh, hardcore metal fans in the world. South Americans. Yeah, yeah, totally. It's pretty cool, though. You realize how great the album comes off live mm-hmm. when they just knock out these three songs in a row. Yeah. I'd love a 2020 20th year anniversary full album front-to-back tour for this. It would be cool. A 20-year. Yeah, it'd be 20-year yeah. anniversary of Brave New World. Front-to-back. That would be cool. Yeah, they haven't really done a ton of, like, single album. No, just a matter yeah, of life no. and death, that's it. Yeah. I know they would never do yeah. it, but it would be very cool. Yeah, but no, I mean, I mean they haven't done any, like, reunion on a single album really have they like i mean you know the somewhere back in time was a blend i mean they yeah really i know what you mean they haven't really this taken heavy. an album and been like it's the this yeah. anniversary we're gonna do oh, something yeah. special live although this is it. six six brave new worlds and there's been tours since with four power slave songs and so i yeah. guess you could argue but you know what i mean i know yeah yeah reunion tours are awesome yeah i think i love it when they do like they celebrate like a classic album a lot of yeah. bands I don't think Maiden would ever do that at this point now. Well, they don't have enough albums. tours left, and they don't have enough yeah. tours left in them. They don't to do like a full Power Slave. Or How do you pick one? All seven songs. You know what yeah. I mean? That's right. Um, so they alternate between kind of new era, old era, and different. Yeah, they just the stick mix. to the new the album tour, hits tour, album tour, hits tour, which is great. I yeah. think they don't really need as long as they're producing new albums too. Why go back and cover an old album? That's pretty much saying like we're done making our best material. Because yeah. they've always said they're not a nostalgia band. They just want to, like, they play their hits, and then they'll come up with a new album and play that album. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's right. This is another song where the fans go crazy singing along. 
So basically they sing along to any melody they can grab onto or a chord progression or anything. They just like start singing along. Yeah. And I, love it. I can't imagine what it would be like to be on stage and hear that coming at you. Yeah. It must blow your mind. Well, they train it all the time in football matches. I mean, yeah, but they still... sing along to everything. They chant in the crowds. Yeah. Crowd yeah. I guess that's, you know, that's where it comes from. But yeah. like, and that's why they have the harmony. Yeah. But it's different. I think it would be different if you wrote a song and then you heard 250,000 people singing it back to you. Yeah. It must blow your mind. Be like, oh, that was a pretty good song I wrote. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. So they do three songs off the new album. Then they go straight into Wrathchild. Mm. So they go all the way back to the Killers album. Yeah. Which is kind of cool. It's like new song, new song, new song. And then we're going really classic. Mm. You get a, a camera on the mic for Bruce for this one. I think this is from one of the other shows too, where he, the camera's on the microphone so he can actually see Bruce like singing into it. Yeah. It's kind of cool. Check out this clip of the intro and listen to how much like wah effect is on the guitar. It sounds awesome. Something old! Something new! Something from our Jurassic period! His guitar tone is really cool. Yeah, or or they're you know the guitar is tuned that way and they're making best of it. Um, I I you know I don't know, I don't I don't love that change. Oh no, no, I think it sounds cool. Like it's just something different. In but... Dave's solo, he uses mm. the like he totally uses his wah pedal in it too, and it comes through really strong. I think that just sounds awesome. Like I love the sound of a wah pedal. So when Dave plays the solo, I think it just like kicks ass. love that that is deadly like i love dave murray playing live guitar when he takes his yeah. solos live it's something about his guitar tone that i just love and the pace on that solo is so oh, fast yeah. it's, it's yeah. almost better than the original it's you know? very aggressive sounding it is it is i like that that's no cool. question that's deadly so for yeah. child into two minutes to midnight yeah which is awesome so they go brave new world brave new world brave new world killers and then power slave yeah so that's pretty cool yeah you can't you can't go wrong I wonder if they get a little more nervous like doing a solo like that in front of 250,000 rather than 50,000 or 30,000 or 15,000. I would think like your muscle memory would just like. Yeah. Well, that no, but that's, I mean, he's changing it up. Yeah. Well, it's so kind of improvised. It, yeah. It's probably half consistent impro- with the tour. He has the idea of what he's playing yeah. and then he improvises a bit on it. But yeah. like, he's played that song so many times. How many <laughs> times do you think Dave Murray's played the solo to Wrathchild? Oh, God. <laughs> I know. I don't think sleep. he really has to think about it. Yeah, two Minute Midnight, though. Yeah. Awesome version, solid version. It doesn't, nothing really stands out about it. Nothing stands out. It's a good, out. solid version. The killer's feet are the demon's scene. The clatter of marching in the pit. Go to war again, but he's freedom stay. I can pray for my soul anymore. Two!
always talk about the editing of Iron Maiden videos being fast. Yeah. But, like, this one's not bad. No. I think Steve did a really good job on this one. I'm a little played out on this song live. Yeah. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's the order of the live discs and the tour we've seen recently. It's just, like, it's just too much. I'm just, I don't know. This was... It's more of a straight-up rock song, too. It is. Yeah. And it's, I just, you know, I don't know. I'm getting a little exhausted by it, to be honest. It's just one of these tracks that I've heard a lot lately. And Yeah. But this yeah. is a solid version. It doesn't really stand out on the album. When I was listening to this over and over again, I skipped it a few times. Oh, did you? Yeah, i got to be honest. I <laughs> one listened thing... through it a bunch of times, and I was like, it's nothing different on this. Yeah, Good. but one thing I noticed that was yeah. uh, kind of cool is, you know, Steve Harris, he always like machine, done, machine guns down the crowd with his yeah. bass. Yeah. In this one, he's like stands up straight and holds mm-hmm. his bass like a rifle a couple times and like takes yeah. single shots, which is cool. And Bruce also, there's a camera on a track yeah. on the front of the stage, and he like rides on it. Mm. So that happens in the song. So it's entertaining to watch. That's cool. It's a solid song. And this version, there's nothing that really stands out. No, it's nothing exciting. Make it better than the album version. Like a lot of these versions, a lot of Maiden songs, live versions, are like they just have a new life even Mm -hmm. beyond what's on the album. That's right. Uh, This one kind of, you know, it's as good as the album. It's a faithful rendition. On that that note, how many times did you, have you seen this DVD? Geez, when I first got it, I probably saw it like, 12 or 15 yeah I've watched this probably one and a half times yeah. I watched it and once and then I watched through. it once yeah. when we were getting ready for this yeah. the, and the last time I watched it before last week was yeah, years ago that's the other thing when you watch a live show At if you don't like make notes and remember it like you'll only take one or two things out of it it's yeah. not like a movie where you're like oh he was bad and he's get, like it's like the same old stuff and yeah. then you're like oh that came out and that came yeah. out and sometimes I'm watching I'm like oh my god this is exciting and then later I forget but I find I find it really hard to watch live CDs like live discs or live oh, yeah. DVDs, um, to watch them. Because I find I get into the music and I just, like, drift away, but I keep listening. Like, you know, if it, if you watch it on your computer, if you set it up in your lounge, like, I find the next thing you get your phone out or something, you're just nodding your head or having a beer. I, I find it, I, it's my attention span. So when I first got this DVD, there, there, was no, there were no yeah. cell phones. <laughs> yeah, there was none. Yeah, that's right. Well, there were cell phones, but there was no, like, smartphones. Yeah, so you didn't sit and play with your phone unless you were, like, texting somebody you with were that pu- T9. Yeah. <laughs> you, know I mean? you, you were wiping off the Trintron monitor to get the full impact <laughs> yeah. of, the, of the DVD quality. You're like, look at this, guys. Pixels. Yeah. <laughs> so, but, yeah, I watched it a lot when it when yeah. I first got the DVD and over the next few years. And I didn't really watch much of it until, like, a week ago I watched yeah. it. So my experience of this is largely listening. Yeah. And, um, you know, I mean... Yeah, I between... Got on the laptop. When I first got the DVD, mm. and when I, like, probably 10 years ago was the last time I watched the DVD, and then I watched it a week ago. And between there, I have listened to this as a live album many, many yeah. times. Yeah. Yeah. And it's it's a funny... What I really love about this live album is the Brave New World stuff. The rest of it is where I, it, it just goes into, like... When I'm listening to it, I'm like, you know, I'm loving it. And then when you kick into some of the older tracks, I find that like with with every one of the discs, even like Live After Death, we you know we break it down, it's yeah. awesome. But when I listen to it, I just kind of tune out. Whereas in Vivo, this disc, even Live Chapter, like I just listen to it so much more intently because there's yeah, only this, so few versions of those songs live. Yeah, you're seeing yeah. a live track yeah. being performed. That's right. Or listening to it, and yeah, like you can't get a lot of those uh, Final Frontier. Yeah. songs or these Brave New World songs they also had um, in the lead up to this concert mm. they did Fallen Angel and Out of the Silent Planet really in the set list and it's, I feel like they were kind of trying them out but then they kind of dropped them yeah for this wow two great tracks yeah that's too bad so it would have been eight would have been eight yeah 
after two minutes to midnight. Yes. Then they're back to Brave New World oh again God. with Blood Brothers. Man, you realize how many great tracks were on that album. I like, know. This should be in every concert ever. Blood Brothers is amazing. Yeah. yeah. Mm. I love the song. It's another one, too, where like the keyboards are really prominent. Yeah. And I don't know why they don't have Michael Kenny on the stage for this. No. And why they don't always put him on the stage for ones like this. Yeah, but he is in the background, right? He's not on stage. He's No, but he's playing stage. keyboards, right? Yeah, off he's stage. playing yeah. keyboards off so he's stage. He's on this. You right. can hear him. But yeah. when I saw them do Seventh Son of a Seventh yeah. Son, yeah. he's actually on the stage with a mask on. He's okay. like the count, and he comes up behind the organ, and he plays that yeah. solo. So why don't they just do that? I don't know. Yeah. Pearl Jam does it with that guy, Boomer Gaspar, who's like, yeah. he's pretty much a member of the band when they're touring. And he's just on the side with a ponytail, like... You know, yeah. Yeah. Like, maybe <laughs> maybe he started to come out and, and Yannick chased him off. Like, no, no, we're not the seven piece. Well, speaking of Yannick, Yannick's solo on this one is mm. like this is the highlight of the song. Yannick really knocks it out of the park. I can't help but think when they wrote this song, they had a setting like this in mind. Yeah. You know, a big crowd, like, sing-along. Yeah. Dr- this is also, it's Blood Brothers, also known as the drunken sing-along for Josh and Nesbitt. Yeah. <laughs> it was, it was, what is it, the encore of the Book of Souls story? Yeah. It? Yeah. And we lost our mind. Oh, man. <laughs> this is like the, uh, really, it's the new era, you know, wasted years, isn't it? It's like, yeah. the, it's that, yeah. it's that, it just gets everyone together. And when they put the two of those together in the encore, I think that was yeah. a perfect closer for the meeting show. Deadly. But I love the song. I love it live. Yeah. I love the song, but live, I love it even more. When you get, is, yeah. You know what I mean? It's everyone in the audience is singing We're Blood Brothers, and it's like yeah. a whole bunch of people in maiden shirts, and they're all just like. It's a tribe song. Yeah. And, and when you, oh, this is one that I actually even now, like, I'll be just. You can't not rock out to this song. I'll be driving along my truck and I'll just be yelling at the radio. Yeah, singing it. It's so awesome. Oh, man, this album, like, you forget how stacked it is. I know. It's just such a great album. The crowd oh. singing on this one again yeah. is awesome. Adrian and Steve's background vocals, they step up to the mic and they sing yeah. along. Um, I love seeing them, like, standing up at the mic singing. When I hear that, it makes me want to, like, go see another Maiden show. I know. Just leave and run <laughs> off. and Like, how long till we can go see them again? I know. Oh, God. <laughs> so after that. Yes. Then they go to the X Factor for Sign of the Cross. Yeah. It's funny how they, they pulled the same, you know, two Blaze tracks as they did for the recent, like, See the Beast tour. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Interesting. Well, they're standout they're tracks. Epics, but, yeah. But you could you could go through X Factor and pull out a few others. I think this album is why mm. people know Sign of the Cross. Yeah. I wonder if that has but you're also in Brazil, right? Where they have on the mountain they have the statue and yeah. you know, and, and the Jesus Christ pose to quote Soundgarden. Oh, yeah. But it's I don't know. No, because it was in the set list for the whole tour. 
It was, yeah. Yeah. But I mean, no, I'm saying the crowd would be like the sign oh, yeah, of the class. Yeah. They might yeah. they might resonate with them in some way. Like yeah. religious iconography is big in Brazil. Yeah. Now I've never been to South America. I've traveled a lot, but I've never been there. Yeah. And that's on the list. So uh made in front of two hundred and fifty thousand people. Yeah. Singing Sign of the Cross with Bruce. And I always wonder what like Steve Harris is thinking mm. at this concert while they're playing the song. A little over two years before, they were doing the song with Blaze at like with much smaller audiences. Yeah. And they were in kind of a lull. Although they did headline the Monster of Rock. But other than that, you know, they went from kind of their career being in a lull to yeah. like they're literally on top of the world. Well, not literally. Figuratively on top of the world. I hate when people do that. I can't believe I did that. Yeah. They're figuratively on top of the world, like playing in front of like a quarter of a million people playing the song. Yeah. You know what I mean? I do. I wonder if he thinks about that when he's playing it. I literally do know what you mean. (laughs) I literally know exactly what you mean. You're right. That is so annoying when people do that. I know. I hate Uh, it. It happens. Don't worry about it. I forgave you, Nesbitt. God, is everyone right in? Isn't Nesbitt the worst? So the audience sings along the beginning of this one with like woes. Yeah. And they try to clap along, and then it always turns into a mess. You know how when audiences clap along yeah. to like a, any kind of thing, it always just like falls yeah. apart. I find it hard to do. Like unless everyone's got a good rhythm, all of a sudden you're like, it starts, it starts, yeah, it starts fracturing. Yeah, I know. And, and then, then you're like, where do I go? Do I yeah. pull the middle hair? Here, I'll play a clip of that because it's yeah. not, this is what we're talking about. Yeah, it's like it starts off so good. Yeah. And then it's just like they just lose timing or I don't know. Or maybe it's because maybe you're getting the sound differently if you're at further back in the audience and like people I don't know what it is. Yeah. Something. But I, even at stadiums, like what me and you have seen them at. And it, not just yeah. this band, any band. I've seen, you always see people clapping along to the songs and then it just yeah. it goes like You're saying it's like the Doppler out. effect or something. <laughs> yeah, like you I don't know, know people in the is. back. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> people in the back and hearing it differently. So this song is amazing. Yeah. And on the current tour, it's a, to me, that was a highlight of the show. It was amazing. A highlight amongst highlights. Yeah, well, the whole thing is highlights yeah. on the Legacy of the Beast tour. Yeah. When this kicks in, yeah. this is when I like lose my mind at a Maiden show. That's awesome. Yeah. There's no low points in a main show. It's just like adrenaline the whole way. But it's way. that build up yeah. that is so intense. And mm. then when it kicks in, and yeah. everyone's like, when we were at the Toronto shows, and yeah. both of them, everyone around us just started jumping up and That's down. Right. And it was just like crazy energy. Yeah. That's awesome. I can't imagine being in the middle of 250,000 people when that kicked in. That's crazy. 
It'd be, yeah, it'd be We'd nice. be off in the corner with our seats. Trying to, <laughs> we can't see anything. There's 150,000 people in the way. It's cool they actually make use of all three, mm. like, triple guitars yeah. on this track. They do this triple harmony part, and then they do this double solo. Dave does this part with, like, all these hammer-ons, and then Yannick comes in and just, like, shreds. to three uh, guitarists no question yeah that's cool and everyone always says like oh bruce is doing the blaze song but also adrian is doing you know he wasn't in yeah. the band when the song was around absolutely so it's kind of cool all the roles have shaped around i mean yeah you know it's it, like think about it another way if there was no blaze stuff how would blaze feel about that yeah you wouldn't yeah. like that at all would you well he said in an interview that he's yeah. uh, very proud of his time in maiden so exactly. he likes that they're doing his songs yeah yep so Ah, two two blaze tracks. I, I could even do with three, maybe yeah, four. What would the other one be? Well, that's a good question. Man future, on the edge. Yeah, or future real. <laughs> future real. Yeah. So the next track, this was a bit of a strange one. The mercenary, uh-huh. also from Brave New World. Why do you say that's a weird pick? There's better songs I think they could have picked. <sighs> Leave it to the album. We know they had Out of the Silent Planet and The Fallen mm-hmm. Angel yeah. ready to play uh, and rehearsed. I don't know. You know what I mean? This doesn't seem like a standout track that you would pick mm. from the new album. I don't know. I don't know. It that's just so seems much, like a strange one. So but Out of the Silent Planet, did, did they ever, do we have any live of that? Yeah, I have a live clip of it. Yeah. I've, I've, never, I've never heard that live. There just seems to me like I don't I don't know how that would translate. So I don't know. I'm I'm happy with this choice. Yeah. Well, I do yeah. love the song. It is cool. Yeah. I'm just wondering. Like, it seems like "Out of the Silent Planet" would be a better song to. It's like a catchier, more energetic song. You know what I mean? Uh maybe. But I mean, where are you in the album? Where are you here now? Right? The mercenary inside of the cross, and I don't know. Like, out of the silent planet. Like, I don't know. It's kind of... Yeah. I don't know if it would translate live to me. I, I... In the lead up to this uh, show in Rio, they played Shepherd's Bush London on January 7th and January 6th. And they played another show in Mexico on the 9th and another show in Argentina. And they did The Fallen Angel and Out of the Silent Planet. Mm. So four of the five shows leading up to this, they did those two songs, which would make eight Brave New World songs in the set list. 
Yeah. So it's almost like they were like kind of testing them out to see how they go live, but then they decided to kind of cut them before this happened. Mm. So Maiden's Maiden's only played Out of the Silent Planet four times, and that was in the lead up for this show. I'll play the clip of Fallen Angel and then Silent Planet, and then I kind of think I know why they didn't play these songs. stress there yeah he's having a little trouble with it i think he was kind of straining to get through that yeah and i think he kind of just dropped it for this big show yeah but i think they were kind of testing it out um out of the silent planet i have a clip of that too So it seems like he's kind of straining a bit with that, too. Yeah, that's crap there. You know when he gets yeah. the audience? I think it's always a cop-out when yeah. you get the audience to sing part of the song for you. Yeah, to It's a, okay if you do it a bit, but, like, yeah, I don't know. To a point. But one of the things that I, that I love about that track, or one of the things that I would, you know, sing The Mercenary, I like it over that song, and I didn't know how that song would go live. When I hear it now, I just think there could be some amazing moments where the 250,000 people really get behind the song and yeah. sing. Yeah, yeah. You know, but... They also, when he's singing it like that, they seem a lot more pacey than what you remember them. Like, he does both of those tracks flawlessly on the album. But, oh, yeah. You know, you can see him there, just the pace, yeah. the and breathing. I have to also say that this is a pretty crappy-sounding bootleg that I got these from. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, that's not what he yeah. would have sounded like on this track, but right. it's, it's an But indication. he can tell he's struggling a little yeah. bit with them. The first one, he misses He misses a uh, he misses a part of, part yeah. of his chorus. And the second one, he's, he's turned into the audience. So. I do love both of these songs, though. Yeah. They're so oh, great. They're two great songs. Yeah. 
Yeah, no question. But uh, I have a feeling the Bruce of today could do out of the Silent Planet flawlessly yeah, live. Probably better. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll get back into the tracks. Um, up next was The Trooper. Yes, never heard of this one. No. <laughs> new track, new track. They broke it out just for this album. So this is another standard yeah. classic. Mm. Um, there's a cool shot of the four guitars lined up. Remember I was talking about that? Yes. They do it in this song. Bruce waving the Union Jack in the background with the four guys lined up in front. It's like classic Maiden shot. Yeah. Um, when you see that shot, you really appreciate the new Maiden and how they're like back in full force. Yeah. Fuller force. Fuller force. <laughs> fullest, fullest of all time. Fullest force. Yeah. yeah. We've arrived. Yeah. So here's something cool with like the multiple guitar players. When you listen to the first half of the solo in this version of the Trooper, mm. it sounds like there's an echo on the guitar, but it's not. Adrian and Yannick are doing the solo at the same time. And Yannick is like slightly playing behind Adrian. And it sounds really cool. And then Dave oh. comes in after. But there's this cool, like they play kind of, one guy plays the echo of the other guy's guitar. Really? It's really if cool. only we had a clip of this. Awesome. I wonder how that came about. Like, yeah. You know, was, was, did they, did they go into rehearsal and all of a sudden then, you know, they both started the solo and the first <laughs> yeah. show and it worked, you know, makes, makes, makes you wonder. Yeah. I would like to listen to bootlegs yeah. from this tour to see if they're doing that all the way through. Yeah. It's a really good version of Trooper. Yeah. It's no a really question. good version. The it's solo, excellent. Dave's solo at the end there is awesome too. Yeah. That's unreal. They're it's all really cool. in fine form. Although even, you know what? I mean, it's not blowing me away to compare it to now. I mean, what we saw with the Legacy of the Beast tour. Yeah. That's true. You know, but it, they got to play Trooper every time. It's, it's so gotta, classic, yeah, the Union Jack and yeah. the whole thing. Like, yeah. it, the song just like screams Maiden. It screams Maiden, yeah. yeah. When you see them on stage playing this, it's like, yeah. I think what people a hundred years from now will picture when they think of Iron Maiden. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that is the Eddie, the trooper Eddie that's on the backdrop is one of the most well-known classic Eddies. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I was out with some uh, friends and... Um, you know, someone was there I don't I just met and they were like, you know, I don't know, Iron Maiden came up. And then um I wasn't sitting there going, Hey, do you guys listen to that? It just came up. And I was like, Yeah, you know, I listened to a lot of Maiden and you know, I'd been away to see them. And they were like, Oh, Iron Maiden, I don't really know them. I was like, Oh, they're a good band, check them out. And then uh someone else was like, Here's a podcast and you guys should listen to it and they were like, Oh yeah, you know, well what's an Iron Maiden song I know? And then uh I was like, Play the trooper. And then they, other people were like, no, no, they'll no run to the hills. I'm like, I don't care. Play oh, yeah. the trooper. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Listen to me. And then, uh, you know, we played run to the hills and they never knew it. I was like, really? you could have, their first impression could have been trooper. Um, dude was 58. I have 
find it strange that you could live 58 years and not hear the trooper i'll be honest unless you my don't listen opinion, to any rock and roll music yeah, at all good dude my opinion went from a solid eight <laughs> down to a six to a five i left shortly after <laughs> i was like oh my god you know yeah it's weird i figured i see me and you are heads are so yeah. in maiden i have no comprehension of what an average person knows about iron maiden i was just waiting for him to say like well do you listen to aussie so i could throw my drink on him <laughs> <laughs> just for fun no yeah, I just don't think a lot of people get it. Yeah. Mm. I guess if it's a genre of music you don't even listen to. Yeah, well, they're radio listeners, right? Yeah, well, if people ask me about, like, some Ariana Grande song, I'd be like, I can't name one. I love Ariana Grande. Yeah, you love watching her videos on music. Oh, man. <laughs> Big time. Big... Now that's a music video I can watch. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Josh is going to yeah. have a YouTube channel that's like Ariana Grande videos with Iron Maiden soundtracks yeah. dubbed over them. Yeah, I'll be, like, I'll be like the Nesbitt of Ariana Grande concerts. I'll be like, here's where she does the splits in slow motion. Josh will be like, episode 17 of Talking Ariana Grande. Yeah, although you're making fun of me right now, but who's actually weirder? <laughs> you're the dude who's watching every step of six 60-year-old men or me so Someone is checking out Ariana Grande. I suppose when you put yeah. it that way. Okay. I'll take my lumps. <laughs> Track number 10 on yes. this Dream of Mirrors, also from Brave New World. Yeah. So halfway through the set list, another song from the new album. I yeah. have no complaints over them playing. Like the more stuff they can play off Brave New World, the better. Yeah. This Fantastic. Awesome. Another Yannick song. And so was the Mercenary, right? Like Yannick's yeah. left a real mark on this album. Yeah. When it comes and, uh, to album tours yeah like Legacy of the Beast is a hits tour mm. Book of Souls was the Book of Souls tour the new album tour that's right when it comes to a new album tour I want them to play as much as possible from the new album yeah which is why that kills me that I didn't see that in Matter of Life and Death concert that's right I listen to bootlegs of that and I'm like oh my god I can't believe that how great would that have been yeah. and in order like it's perfect yeah yeah, I know. I don't even care about the in order part, but oh, that do. album flows so well in order. That I do because really I work. even now I have trouble picking tracks apart because oh, really? it's just it, the album just flows together okay. for me in my mind. It just feels like one big giant ballad in some ways, some weird ways. Yeah, I mean, you know, some of the it's very it's full of distinctive choruses. So you can pick up the tracks, but like the beginning and ends of of songs. Yeah, solos, the songs are very together. distinct sounding yeah. to me, but the themes of the songs kind of. I know what you mean. They kind of yeah. blend together. They, they all kind of deal with the same subject matter and they all yeah. have kind of the same feeling. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, you know, for me, like to see that in, if that wasn't in order, I would, it would totally screw me up. Yeah, maybe. Mm. I never really thought about it that way. No. But the know. more l- new songs you can play, yeah. the more songs off your new album you can play when you're doing your album tour, Yeah. the better. The better. Yeah. And that's why when I go to a tour, I like to listen to the, the set list in yeah. order. Constantly. So I enjoy it. Maiden comes out with a new album. Yeah. Do the whole album from beginning to end. Yes. And then pick the singles and do that as the encore. Just That's do right. all new songs and double up on some. Double up on some. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Throwing no, don't do brothers. that. But, yeah. uh... Yeah, well, you could do the whole album and then do, like, a large encore. Yeah, well, that's what they did, right? They played mm. a bunch of hits after that. That's right. Uh, Dream of Mirrors. Before For, they yeah. start the song, Adrian yeah. and Bruce are just like laughing and joking around and they're having such a good time. It's awesome. And okay, Bruce's voice on this whole album is top notch. This is an example of like his vocals just being amazing. This is a song off the new record. It's called The Dream of Mirrors. Thank you. Have you ever felt 
That's excellent, and I love this track. I love this track too. But I really love getting this track. through the some of the lyrics. I can't wait to wake up with this. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like you know, this is one of our famous ones, right? I love the song too. Yannick starts it out like with one of his acoustic guitars in a stand. Mm. He's, you know, he plays the acoustic intro, yeah. and then he like steps back and starts playing the electric. Mm. A lot of the Yannick songs, it seems like he does that. Talisman and the Legacy. Mm. Like he's he plays that acoustic intro a lot. Yeah. Yeah, he loves that. Yeah, that's yeah, cool. It's kind I of think he thing. must write a lot of... A lot of his songs have, like, acoustic heat intros, so... Yeah. That must be part of his, like, songwriting. It's it's the second dimension. He's like, how can I jazz this up a, a bit? <laughs> you know? Yeah, this is, I love this track. I can't wait till we cover this I one. I love this track. This is going to be the one I had the most fun yeah, with. I love this whole album, even yeah. thinking about this. We should have almost waited until uh, we did nah, the album. Did we're teeing it up. This is a, right. a teaser. I am... Blaze Bailey, you're listening to Talking Maiden, the podcast of the beast, possibly the best podcast in the world. Clansman, right? The second, the second, Blaze second Blaze song, the, right. the only other. Blaze track. The first one being Sign of the Cross. Right. So same as the Legacy of the Beast. Yeah, story. another Blaze era yeah. song. So yeah, I think I said this about um, Sign of the Cross. I think mm. the reason that people know Sign of the Cross and the Klansman yeah. is because of this album. Okay. That's what I think. That's what you think. Because I think there's a lot of people that don't even listen to the Blaze era albums. But everybody mm. knows those tracks now. And from yeah. this, I think. Yeah, but I don't know. Who's like, oh, I don't even listen to Blaze albums. What do you listen to? Rock and Rio. Yeah. You know what I mean? Lots of people. I suppose. Lots of people got back into the band at this point. Yeah, but would you get into Lie Discs and still skip those two? I wonder. No, but you'd know these tracks. Mm. Like, this album was huge when it came out. So I think a lot of people know these two tracks only from these versions. Do you start buying Live Discs before you've bought all the studio albums? Oh, yeah. Yeah? Lots of people do. Yeah, it's true. Because they're like greatest hits in some ways. Yeah. Yeah, it's a good ease in. But if this album had never come out, mm. or if he had, they had left those two tracks off the set list, I can pretty much guarantee you there'd be a lot of Maiden fans that don't know these two tracks. Yeah. There's the singles that come out, but then there's the inclusion in tours, especially as more time goes on, it solidifies the song's importance, at least in the band's mind. Yeah. Right? So the fact that this gets played again just puts a exclamation point on these two two tracks from the blazer so yeah i can see that it's cool uh steve steps up to the acoustic bass yeah intro and uh i just love the song yeah i love the freedom part yeah it's awesome (laughs) i know it's so much fun sign of the cross versus the clansman which one would you pick uh sign of the cross yeah me too i'll take it any day any any day i like clansman but it's also a bit campy and you know i love the clansman but the build up for sign of the cross it had that build up and the kick in which i just love yeah 
I know I've been to Scotland a bunch, right? Yeah. Like I've I've done stag dues in Scotland. I drove to the north of Scotland, right up to John O'Groats and Tongue, and I've been around Scotland a load, and I got a lot of Scottish friends. Not a huge Scotland fan though. A little bit of a rivalry I got going on. I you know Canada's got this Scottish thing going on. You know, yeah. like Johnny McDonald and Nova Scotia, New the Scotland, Nesbitt. the Nesbits. You guys are the worst. <laughs> but like in Newfoundland, we're all Irish, and there's a little bit of a rivalry there now. It's not like a I've big never, rivalry. Uh, picked up on that before no there's there's different aspects of the rivalry i just like it's like you know the confusion in north america over scottish and irish culture then there's also the whole there's there's big rivalry within like football and then it's just stuff like that um not national rivalry but within like the scottish league there's definitely support for the two major teams in the scottish Premier league anyway in scotland i wonder if this is a uh, huge iron maiden favorite yeah because when we went to the toronto show the first Mm. night of the two shows there was a guy next to me that had he was from scotland and he brought a scottish flag just for the clansman he took it out for the clansman he was like waving it around that's right yeah and he it was like he was going crazy for that one i was like <laughs> he was loving it it was yeah. great 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 yeah. yeah and i like it too but like yeah. i'm i'm not one of these canadians who's like drawn to the scottish flag who like loves oh, yeah. it so i don't get that I'm, i consider myself more of an irish nationalist so i wouldn't Consider it. So I always, whenever this plays, I'm just kind of like, ugh, it's kind of campy. But how can you not like this? It's awesome. It's excellent. It's an awesome song. Yeah, it's a great song. But you're saying you don't identify with it as any kind of like... Yeah, no, I, I just, I don't know what it is. It's, uh, for me, you know, a lot of Canadians, you know, there's that whole, like, it's also the Canadian-Newfoundland rivalry, right? Like, you go up to the mainland and all of a sudden there's like some French guy and then someone on a pipes and you're like, it's just such a garble of, I don't know what it is. And then I just don't, like, when I see someone on bagpipes, I just go, nah. you know, I'm not, I'm not like, whoa. Like so many Canadians, like yay! I just don't get it. I don't know. I just I also like to wind it up too because I've had some <laughs> great nights in Scotland, but I also love, I love the rivalry, right? That you know, for me, I mean, it's not a negative thing on Scottish people. It's just yeah. I, you know, I, I'm not one of like there are some people that talk about Scotland like it's the end of the world. You yeah, but there's a lot of people that talk about Ireland that way too. In Newfoundland, that's true, definitely. <laughs> Next track, "Evil That Men Do." Mm. I've another, heard this one before. Another classic. I know, and this is a solid version. Yeah. Um, I think they kind of are following up the Klansmen, which mm-hmm. is kind of a relatively unknown track, and then they just hit them over the head with this like classic, iconic Seventh Son track. Yeah, you know what I mean. I love the way they always introduces it too. Like every time he does it live, and in the first uh, disc we talked about Wicker Man. How I think I said you know it would be one of my favorites or something. Yeah. This is this, up there, man. Well, the, I always say Evil Men Do is my favorite. Yeah. And then Hallowed. And all three of those tracks are on this, so I couldn't be upset with this set list. Yeah. I'll play a clip of it. It's a really good, yeah. solid version. And there's nothing about it that makes it any better than any other live version. But it is a really good, solid version. That's pretty, it's a, you know, he sounds good on it. Yeah. Um, the walk-on Ed Hunter Eddie comes out here, and I think this is a very lame-looking Eddie. Yeah. The Ed Hunter one, like, yeah. that's not one of my favorites. No. They could have done without the uh, walk-on Eddie for this, I think. 
Yeah. Although, I don't know, every Maiden show seems to have one. Yeah. You kind of got to do it, don't you? Yeah. And also, the where this show is, you know, a little weaker relative to recent tours is on the set presence. That's so the thing. After watching Legacy of the Beast and so you watch this DVD, back. it seems yeah. so simple and stripped down. Yeah. It's a Maiden on stage. Yeah, so the stage presence on these on these shows, compared to recent ones and what we saw on the Legacy of the Beast tours, not comparable. That's one of the things. Yeah, it that, seems very stripped down. Yeah, well, it's just... Even though it's a huge stage. Yeah, I mean, compared to the previous tours at this stage, it looks... Yeah, but even yeah. if you go back to, like, any of the Maiden shows before this, like, this Legacy of the Beast thing is on another another level. It is, it is. Yeah. yeah. Next track, Fear of the Dark. Fear of the Dark. So, <laughs> this isn't a favorite track of mine. No. Live, it is a favorite track of mine. Yeah, and I can, you know, the crowd... Yeah, it's a crowd favorite. Like, everyone just loves the song so much. Yeah. The intro with the crowd singing this, it's one of the highlights of the DVD. A light in the black. Oh, just a fear of the dark. That song's made to sing live. Yeah, it's. I can't imagine hearing that yeah. live on stage. How loud that would be and with that many people. Yeah. Yeah. What is it about the song that crowds love so much? I don't know. I think it's just it's a lot of repetitive, yeah. c- catchy, hooky guitar riffs. Yeah. Well, there's also real nice harmonies like you know "Fear of the Dark" and then the crowd says "Fear of the Dark." And yeah. It's just the way the F sound goes. It just really resonates nicely. Yeah. You know. Maybe. I just find that there's always this weird echo when you're in the crowd. Well, it's funny you said that. There's This is one of the small edits that Iron Maiden did during this concert. So if you watch the DVD or listen to the live album, if you compare it to what was broadcast live the night that this concert came out, mm. this is one of the places you can hear where it was like edited a little bit. Yeah, It's a bit of manipulation. It's not, not an overdub. They didn't re-record anything. I have a quote from Steve Harris. He says, uh, there's no overdubs on this album. What has happened is I made an executive decision to cut and paste with a computer to put back in his live on the night vocals into parts where he was getting the audience to sing on some courses on lines of their own. I simply cut out parts of his vocal on the line before and pasted it to the next line, which is possible because it was a repetitive part. So he's talking about this. And this is a comparison of the original broadcast to what came out on the CD. Fear of the dark, you have a phobia. Fear of the dark, you fear of the dark, have a phobia. That's not a big deal. They just I know, but it's also pasted. totally pointless. I know. I don't think there's much of a difference, but yeah. they did it. 
Why would you do that? Because the crowd responded right. Yeah. Completely different than this. Yeah. I don't know. They just uh, tinkered with it a little bit. Yeah. I don't know. But you can tell he just took the lyrics. Yeah. When he said Further Dark the first time and just repeated it again and pasted it in there. Yeah. I don't know. I guess he didn't like the way it sounded. Sometimes the funniest stuff bugs him, eh? Yeah. I guess there's something about it just he just didn't like. He didn't like it. Yeah. Fair enough. But anyway, it's not a big deal. Yeah. It's not like they went in the studio and redid the guitar solos or anything. No. <laughs> fair enough. So then after this, you get into the most played Iron Maiden song, Iron Maiden from the album Iron Maiden. Yes, I know this track. I've heard it before. Right. Um, so they're playing this and the Wicker Man Eddie is there, complete nice. with the uh, the Wicker Virgins. Nice. You'd th- kind of think they'd use this during Wicker Man, but I guess we're opening the concert with Wicker Man. You can't really have yeah. an Eddie that early in the in the set I mean you know what I mean in the you can't have a, an Eddie as part of like your stage set that okay. early in the show it's also a way to tie the theme of the album into some of the iconic songs and that's true the too encore, right? yeah I love the way and you know he starts off with the screen for me I love that because that, he always does that and that's great but it's especially awesome with this crowd yeah it's you true know, when he tells that it. many people to scream yeah it's pretty cool it's awesome Um, I really love this Wicker Man Eddie thing it's cool. This yeah. whole theme. And the head splits open and there's like a peace of mind style kind of Eddie head inside. Mm. That's pretty cool. Yeah, steadily. Yeah. So next track on the album, Number of the Beast. So they make good use of backdrops and lighting. It goes dark and the red lights come in. The Number of the Beast Eddie comes up as a backdrop. Yeah. Crowd loses their mind. There's a cool shot of Bruce when he does his scream. There's like slow motion and all this pyro. Yeah. This is still like a favorite of mine yeah. at a maiden concert and it's a it's a great start to the encore yeah you know i love the way the song just yeah. the whole way the whole thing builds up to that scream Yeah. That's awesome. Awesome. It's cool on yeah. the album. You can hear these big pops when the yeah. pyro goes off. And you can, when you listen to the live album, you hear this like pop, pop, pop. Yeah. It's kind of cool. There's a part in the song where it seems like there's weird sound issues with one of the guitars or something. Did you notice that? No. There's something a little weird going in there, but I don't know. Mm. That's not a big deal. But this is another solid classic Maiden yeah. track. Great track. Yeah. Great start to the to the um, encore. Um, and then followed up by... Hollywood. Oh, which has one been, of the most classic. Yeah. And this is one, we've heard it a lot live lately. We've talked about it a lot. The lawsuits, we've covered the album. We've been in and out of it. And we've got, we've broken this down so many ways. I'm never getting sick of this. No. no. This is a great, version. great version. It's really too. high energy. Yeah. I love the guitar. There's like guitar noodling over the beginning is cool. Mm. It's like Dave Murray was like, I can't control myself. I have to like play more guitar than I usually do. He's just like mm. rocking out. For me, I'm running I just love the way Dave Murray plays that beginning part. Yeah. He's just like 
putting a little extra into it. He's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. It's a great version. Some of the classic songs on Rock and Rio are really good and solid versions. This one takes it up a notch yeah. from an average performance. It's just super high energy. Yeah. Yeah. It's really got a pace to it. Yeah. And yeah. Dave and Yannick, they like shred their solos. It's awesome high energy. Yeah. And Bruce sounds great on this version. Yeah. It's good, though. In some ways, I feel like high pace doesn't, you know, I love this version, but it doesn't necessarily always add to the song. Sometimes, like, the slowness as it ramps up is great, but, I mean, they're really giving it. And, and I don't the think they're playing it yeah. any faster. They're just playing it with yeah. more energy. It feels more intense to me. It feels more intense, yeah. yeah. But, I mean, that's funny to say that because I'm comparing it against Legacy of the Beast Tour where I saw it live and haven't really listened to it back yet. Right. You know, but it, to me it felt slower there. I don't know what it is. Or it just felt, I don't know, maybe I was just more into the moment. But yeah, I, I find a little difference. And, you know, Dave and Adrian really locked in on Legacy of the Beast tour. They are there, but they're a little bit, I don't know, it seems a bit wild. After this, they go into Sanctuary. Yeah. So they're going right back to the first album again. Interesting for an encore. I'm not a huge fan of the song mm. being here in the set list. It's no. weird between Hallowood and Run of the Hills. Yeah. It's a weird flow. Also, okay. wouldn't it be interesting to fire this out, fire back in one of those two tracks and put Blood Brothers here? But they couldn't have had the foresight to know that Blood Brothers would have become such an anthem maybe. I don't know. Yeah. Blood Brothers to me now always seems like it should be in the encore. Absolutely. I never really thought about it until we yeah. saw it in the encore. That's, That's right. It's the perfect place for it. It's a perfect place. But Sanctuary? I don't yeah. know. Yeah. And then Run to the Hills, too. Like, after Hallowed, Number of the Beast, and Iron Maiden. To me, so, it's just too... Okay. It's, it's backwards. Yeah. Well, I wouldn't want to end on Sanctuary. No, that's. but I'm saying Run to the Hills and Sanctuary I'd kick before I'd put uh, Hallowed and Number Oh, the end Beast. on Hallowed. Yeah. yeah Hallowed or Number of the Beast, there. right? Yeah. You know, after Iron Maiden. Iron Maiden always, always wraps your set list. But then... Yeah. You know, Run to the Hills, yeah, it's an encore song. You know my opinion on it. It's good, but, you know, I'm not. I'd rather be, something else. Yeah, it must be so fun to, like, yeah. put the set list together. Oh, man. Yeah. Remember our Legacy of the Beast tour set list? Yeah. Wait till the new album comes out. We get so, to do that again. So, Rod Smallwood put the Legacy of the Beast tour set list together. Yeah. It was all Rod Smallwood. Genius. Yeah. I <laughs> know. It was genius. That's pretty cool. So, Sanctuary, yeah. this is the first place that the skull shows up. Yeah. So... So this is the first place. So when you're watching the DVD during Sanctuary, this is the first place you see the skull. Yeah. So someone from the audience throws a skull up on the stage. Okay. Someone passes it to Yannick and he looks at it and he kind of lies it down on the stage again. Yeah. And then like they kind of forget about it. And Adrian does a solo. Yannick does a guitar freak out at the end with all his tricks and everything. Yeah. Then they go into Run to the Hills, which is like a great version of Run to the Hills. Um. 
at the end of Run of the Hills, Bruce kind of picks up the skull. Yeah. Holds it up and he talks into the microphone. And he says a quote from Hamlet. So he's like, alas, poor York, I knew him well. And he throws the skull down, back down on the stage. Later on, Dave sticks it up and sticks it on the head of his guitar and looks kind of grossed out by it. And at the end, you can see Nico pick it up when he's doing his, like, saying goodbye to the, the crowd. Yeah. And then he kind of throws the skull down again. He, like, anyway, it turns out we saw on social media Dean yeah. Carr, yeah. who was directing the whole video at the time. That was an actual human skull that someone threw on stage. It wasn't like, I think Where'd they all they thought it? it was, I don't know. Yeah. I think they all thought it was some kind of like prop, but it yeah. was like a human, an actual human skull that they threw up. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. So we've, uh, we've already reached out to uh, Dean and uh, we're going to have him on and we'll have to ask him about that. Yeah. The story, some the full story we'll of the skull. Yeah. But anyway, back to Run of the Hills. Yeah. Aside, if you're watching the, the video though now, you see it, there's a few spots you see the skull and it, yeah, it, they, the way the guys interact with it, I think they all kind of pick it up and think that it's like some kind of prop. Yeah. And then they kind of like throw it down because it's like gross. Gross. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, uh, I'd love to know the story. Yeah. It oh, might be an uh, innocent story or it could be a disgusting story. I know. Imagine <laughs> an actual human dark. skull thrown on the stage. I know. By some crazy fan. Anyway, Run to the Hills. Yeah. Bruce sounds amazing. I know you're not a huge fan. I think it's oh. a great, great song to end yeah. the set list on. They're ending Legacy of the Beast set list with. I'm, I'm a fan, but, you know, it's. Uh, it's a classic, yeah, man. It's, a classic. it's as classic the way the Trooper is a classic. Yeah. I love the track. I mean, I don't, yeah. want to, I don't want to be too negative on it. It's just it doesn't excite me, you know? Yeah, but you can't be... Yeah. yeah well... You can be. You can't That's confuse the point. I can being be whatever. sick of a track with it not being a good track. Yeah, no, I'm not. I, it, yeah. And it's a good track, definitely. Yeah. I, you know, I go around on it, and sometimes I don't want to hear it. Sometimes I love it. And when I'm yeah. at a concert, I'm screaming it. Oh, yeah, You yeah. know, but it's like two minutes to midnight, and some of these are just a little played out. You know, Blood Brothers, I still listen to Hallowed, the Evil album the I can never get sick of it. I listen to the album version of Run the Hills all yeah. the time still. Yeah, you know. it's it's a great track. I mean, it's it's a maiden classic, but I don't know. It just in my mind, I don't want that to be the representative song for Maiden. Boy, it's so awesome. <laughs> it is a good song. It's one of it's their no best question. songs. Is it? I think Run the Hills five? is one of their best songs. Top five. No. It's not one of my. It wouldn't be top five in my favorites, <sighs> but so, I think it's one of their best. It's just overplayed. That's all. Yeah, it's overplayed. Yeah, and it's very repetitive. I don't know. Mm. How's it more repetitive than like the Trooper? Uh, well, that's the overplayed part. I just hear running okay. my heels over and over and over <laughs> in my head, and then I go to sleep. But Trooper is, yeah, but the Trooper is, it's the anthem. I know, I, yeah, none I know. of this makes sense. Yeah. It's a personal. That's the thing. We do these you know, podcasts. We did like a hundred of them now. Yeah. And when you go and back it's all over just it, like two guys' opinion. Oh, totally. We're not right or wrong. So. And your I know people changes. sometimes will get emails from people and be like, how could you not like the song? Or like, you yeah. guys love the song. That album sucks. And I'm like, well, you're not really wrong. And yeah, I know. <laughs> That's your opinion. This is our opinion. So I want to say. Yeah, that's No, right. if you don't like something we say, go to talkingmaiden.com slash talk yeah. and Give it to leave us. your uh, rebuttal. That's right. We'll play it on there. Yeah. yeah. We got a lot of heat for the de- uh, dance of death. We still get the dance of death. We still get that. We still get that. I know. 
we, I still stand makes, by what I said. Oh, I don't know. That's makes one of me want to go back and that and where the wild wind blows yeah. is like one of my. Well, least you love favorite. having a bit of a debate, right? It's yeah. nothing better than you know everybody. You know, it's I've like, come around a bit on when the wild wind blows, but it's still like at the bottom of my main track. <laughs> <laughs> See it on the TV. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, awesome album, awesome DVD. Oh man, yeah. it's just great. It's excellent. Yep. It's it's they're back. They're together as a band. Yeah, they it's an awesome this... document of this time when yeah. like Maiden was back and they're yeah. full of energy. They're in awesome moods. Yeah, and and we we haven't covered the Brave New World album yet, and right. that's probably going to be the last one we cover, but. The title's perfect. Brave New World. They're all back together. They're they're still in their prime. Yep. Everything's together. This is the live version that caps that in front of a giant audience. So yeah. it's like a statement. We're back. Yeah, here's the album. Down. We're like that's yeah. amazing. And here's the live version. And there's two hundred fifty thousand people and they're just losing their mind. Yeah. And it's loaded with new tracks. Yep. And it's just awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So that's great. I'm giving it Seven out of ten. <laughs> no, it's perfect. Yeah, that's oh, great. It. I love this. I love the set list. Yeah, yeah. I, awesome. Maybe I would switch out Sanctuary, but that's my only complaint. Yeah, but I mean, yeah, we could do what that all day long. I right? know. <laughs> all right, all right. Talkman.com/slash/talk. Leave your feedback there. Get us on Facebook, Twitter. Twitter. Yeah, and you can leave a review on iTunes. We get one of those every now and yeah. then. I've got it yeah. set up so it emails me every time we get a review on iTunes. Yeah, so that's kind of fun. That's fun. Yeah, review us on iTunes. <laughs> Until next time, up the irons, down the hops. Yeah.